Thank you very much, Romel. Good, uh, good morning. Again, good morning. Amen. So, thank you, special. Kindly uh, open your Bible, please, with me in the book of Joshua, chapter. 13. We're still rejoicing the results of uh, UBDS. The Lord really has tremendously blessed that ministry uh, this week. <clears throat> so we thank the Lord for everything. Let me again take this opportunity to express my appreciation. Uh, Ito ang uh, Directress Mamelsi, Assistant Directress Mamelen, and to all of you that have uh, helped in one way or another. So truly God has blessed this way. And we give God all the glory. All the glory. So, Amen. Amen. Really, really hard here to do that. So, uh, by the grace of God, we're able to do it. Your Bible, please, in the book of Joshua, chapter 14. Joshua, chapter 14, in your Bible today. <clears throat> Share your Bible, or uh, if not, then kung kauban lang mo sa balay, it's okay, mag-share sa Bible. Joshua chapter 14, we are reading verse number, verse we begin studying, or looking at verse number 6. Verse number, verse number 6, please, in your Bible. Joshua 14, verses 6 to 14. Kindly rise. This time, for us to give reverence to the Word of God. Verse number 6. You can follow me through your eyes this morning. Up to verse number 14. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua and Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephne, the Kenosite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God concerning me and thee in Cadiz Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Cadiz Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Notice how personal it was. Um, we know that him and Joshua were together, but uh, he uses the words, I, I. Nevertheless, my brethren went up with me, made the heart of the people melt. But I, holy, followed the Lord my God. Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land wherein thy 
whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And Joshua also was making personal my God, not our God, but my God. And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, Caleb says. And he said this forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old, eighty-five years old. As I am strong, uh, uh, as yet I am strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength was then even so in my, is my strength now. For war both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain. Whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day. How the Anakims were there. And that the cities were great and fenced. If so the Lord will be with me. And I shall be able to drive them out. As the Lord said. The Lord said, and Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephne, Hebron for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb the son of Jephne, the Kenesite, unto, um, <clears throat> uh, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel, our heavenly Father. Great God, wonderful God, you are the sovereign God that we serve. These past days, we have been studying about your different names revealed in the Bible. And the significance of that name, your names. Lord, we claim that you are the God of Abraham. You are the powerful God dealing with us. The God that have led the Israelites in the wilderness faithfully. Provided for the names. Help us to learn from their walk of faith. Help us to learn from individuals like Caleb. How they live by faith in the Old Testament times. In Jesus name I pray. Amen and amen. Kindly be seated this time. Ang minsahe karong buntag. The message is entitled, What did Caleb learn from his 40 years experience in the wilderness? <clears throat> Caleb was part of the 40 year period. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. July 30, 1981, 40 years ago. July 30, 1981, that day was Thursday. My pastor, local pastor in Kidapawan, Brother Taizik, uh, brought me here. And uh, I came to this church that day and met Reverend and Mrs. Shah. Uh, one week before my 70th birthday, at least, I still claim that I was the youngest to ever attend 
or joined Bible, uh, Bible school. That Sunday, July the 2nd, uh, 1981, was my first Sunday to attend this church. It was a wooden floor. Uh, this side, that side is open. They have a cooling building. Uh, all are wooden building, and you have the lawn there. I remember we had the swing. Uh, we um, 40 years ago. <clears throat> it it feels like it was 100 years ago, and at the same time, it also feels like it just happened yesterday. Um, August the second, 1981, was my first Sunday to attend this church, and. Uh, Exactly, today, 40 years. How many are 40 years old here? Can you raise your hand? Is there any 40 years old here? Mga tigulang nagitatanan. Mga 40 years. And uh, <clears throat> um, um, I joined the church that day. I became a member of this church, August the 2nd, 1981. Uh, I can still see Mamsel over there recording the uh, uh, results alter results and so I can still bring back fresh fresh in my memories on that Sunday uh, I can I can recall the actual landscape of the church if you were here 40 years ago I can tell mom mercy at the back uh, mom being uh, mom many of you were here 40 years ago and I can recall the landscapes of building. Maragnag uh, letter T. The building. A nice, nice lawn. And of course, it was well kept. Knowing Pastor Shad, of course, um, it was, everything was well kept. And um, um, <clears throat> I could recall somewhat strange, strange feeling that I had inside of me that Sunday. Um, I just imagine 16 years old attending Bible school, uh, stepping out of uh, the bukid and, and came. It was entirely new uh, way of life for me. And one thing I had proven really is the working of God in my life. That Sunday, I remember Pastor Shad um, that Sunday night preached about about being being totally committed in attending church, something like that. Um, before that, you come to church up and on. There was no really commitment on you know coming to church. That Sunday, I came forward here Sunday afternoon and. Um, <clears throat> To, in order to deepen my commitment in the full-time work, I, I, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, if you would graciously allow me, I, I want to make a commitment that from now, on this Sunday, by the grace of God, I will perfect my attendance. I will have a perfect attendance by the grace of God, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. It was 40 years ago. I, uh, God has favorably 
extended his mercy to me. I can say, thank you, Lord. I had that 40 year perfect attendance. By God's enabling grace, I enjoy it. And uh, it may not mean so much to you, but it means everything to me. I rejoice deep in my heart uh, the working of God's grace. It is one of the great experiences I have with the enabling grace of God through the years. Um, for 40 years now in the ministry, I say, like Jacob of old, that God has been amazing, wonderful, and amazing, wonderful, and gracious. Who would ever thought, and not in, even in my wildest part of my wildest dream, one afternoon when I was at the age of 10, I guess, pakaon ko baboy, mga manok, all of a sudden, I was hearing a motorcycle from Reverend Kaisik. Ngamong balay, uh, it, it used to take us one hour from, from our barrio to, to the Pawan City now. It takes one hour. The last time we were there, I drove for three, three minutes to Ramis Balay from Kidapawan. All four lane uh, cemented highway. And uh, what a blessing. But back then, I, I was hearing that Pastor Kaisik was coming. And I said, Mayong hapon do. Mayong hapon store. Na si Papa Nimo. I remember him preaching the Sunday. Ang nga ni. He would look up the ceiling. Ang binimo, ang binuo. He's still alive. I saw him during numbers. I had to be conscious of the time. And uh, said, I said, wala diri. So he handed me a piece of calendar. And in that calendar was the picture of the church. This church. I don't know, but but um, it's hard to explain, but the picture of the church captured me. Deep inside, there was something amazing about it. He said, Pastor, can you please, someday, probably soon, I hope you can take me there and just I just want to see the building. It was so nice para sa kuwa. And what I decide to only see and uh, just imagine nakatunga-tunga sa bukid as a, a 10-year-old boy having that desire. I never thought that years later I would become the pastor of that church. And that's how amazing God has worked in life 40 years in the ministry. I will forever be thankful to God for my family. Mamelsi, Samunduhaka, wonderful, uh, cute children. Mam Ellen, Sir Mark. And uh, through the years, one of the valuable treasures that I will forever rejoice in serving God uh, is to know people who are true friends. Friends are treasure in the work of God. It is they said it is very rare to find true friends, but in my case, I have many of them along the way.
I have I have learned and I have proven what true friendships is. The greatest reward I feel this day is a feeling of you know for me uh, feeling that surpasses far beyond the uh, the feeling of winning the first Olympic gold today. Feeling of fulfillment overflowing deep inside my soul having experienced the working of God through the years. You see, testimonies are not the word of God. I'm aware of that. And uh, testimonies are not supposed to be focused toward us. Testimonies are to bring glory to God. So I have asked the Lord in giving this testimony that, that we give God whenever we express the desire of, of expressing the goodness of God, we always remember testimonies are not the word of God. They are not supposed to, to be made focus on us. Testimonies will bring us to glorify God. I have no time to read what David said in Psalm 145 verses number 1 to verse 7. As God's people, we ought to testify of God's goodness. Only to bring the ultimate purpose is to bring glory to God. Dili po mayong Christians, dili mag-share of testimonies of goodness. Because we are told to uh, do it. But remember, you always have to remind yourself that testimonies are to bring, be directed to the glory of God. I cannot imagine the feeling that this great man of God, Caleb, um, had that time. Looking back and how the enabling grace of God had worked in his life. You know what he says to Joshua? This is not the time that they have they have been involved in many wars and they had settled for a while and they have they had tried to clean up the, the area, the promised land, and, and then Joshua decided to divide the inheritance, the land. And this is time this man, Caleb, came to Joshua, his partner. You know what he says in verse 10? And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Thank God. Thank God for the life extended. Amen. With all the, the, the people dying in coronavirus, we're still alive. We're still alive. And uh, so, <clears throat> the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, this 40 and 5 years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses. Thank God for that. While the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now... Lo, he says, I am this day fourscore and five years, 85 years old. But one thing very remarkable that has been said about Caleb is in verse, in Numbers 14, verse 23, 24. Open your Bible, please, there. Numbers chapter 14, verses number 23 and 24. Numbers 13, verse number 23 and 24. There it says, and they came unto the brook Eskel, and cut down dense branches. Um, look at Numbers 13 in your Bible, please. Uh, 14, verse 23 and 24. I'm sorry for that. 
Numbers 14.23 Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. But my servant Caleb. But my servant Caleb. Because he had underlined this. The reason why Caleb was allowed to enter the land. He, he got this commendation from God. Said, But my servant Caleb. Because he had another spirit with him. Another spirit with him. Underline the word another. And hath followed me fully. Will I bring him unto the land wherein he went and his seed shall possess it. Because he had another spirit. Another means different spirit. Or attitude or character. And so he had a, the right, he possessed the right kind of attitude. We know that Moses sent 12 spies, each one representing each tribe. And uh, to make the story short, they, they searched out the land for 40 days and came back. And uh, truly it was a land, as God has said, flowing with milk and honey. But the 10 other spies brought back, you know, fear, evil reports. About the land. They were talking about the, the, the giants. And the fortified cities. Walled cities. And we look like grasshoppers in their sight. We're going to suffer. If we, if we follow God. Then we're going to suffer. Joshua challenged the people. Encouraged the people. We will do it. We can do it. And so Numbers 13. 17 to 33. We get a better picture. This is where. Where. Uh, <clears throat> We get the real picture of Caleb. The first thing that, that comes to mind is that Caleb didn't deny that the other, what the other spies spoke. He didn't deny the fact that there were, there were giants in the land and that they did have uh, large fortified or walled cities. One thing is there about Caleb. He did acknowledge how big his God was. Bigger than the giants was his God, and that was all that that and, and that made all the difference. Others were seeing the giants, and the more they looked at those giants, the, the bigger they become. And and thank God Joshua and Caleb focused their eyes on God. Their God remained big, amen, and that made all the difference. His words in verse number 30 says, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we, we are well able to overcome it. These words show his heart, the heart of this man. See if God, now don't, you know, I, can, I can almost hear this man telling these people, don't look at the circumstances in front of you. We are facing these things. Please do not look at the circumstances in front of you. Look at the miracles behind you. But was, what was he trying to, to say? If God can bring us out of it, these giants and these fortified cities cannot stand God's power and purpose for us. 
we will be able to do it. There are seven, first of all, qualities. Now, great qualities in Caleb's life that made him possess another spirit. Different spirit. Seven things. This is my first point. There are seven things in that first major point. Numbers 14, 24. The first word was but. But God has said, well, all of these will not be able to see the land. They will suffer. They will suffer. Their carcasses will fall in the wilderness. They will all die except just one Caleb. Including Moses, they cannot enter the land. But, he says, I like that. Not all of them, there were 600,000 men who originally came out of Goshen. 600,000 men. Only two of them survived it. Thank God there is still that but. But my servant Caleb. But. Now the, the turning point on Caleb's life was God allowing him in contrast to all the people's doubt, in contrast to the complaints and the murmurings, but he said, my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him. There are seven great qualities we find in Caleb. Number one, he was a man of vision. He was a man of vision. You see, he saw the land. You know what he saw? He saw the land as the possession of God's people. People were seeing the negative things there. They are going to eat up, eat us up. Those giants will eat us up like grasshoppers. We are going to perish there. But you know what he's, he's, he, he saw? He saw the land as the possession of God's people. God has promised. He saw Hebron as his inheritance. He saw the land as the, the fulfillment of God's purpose. The fulfillment of God's, God's plan for Israel. And he was determined to include himself and to include his family in that great wonderful plan of God. Amen. I want to include myself there. I want to include my children there. We know that God has promised us the land. He was seeing the future. He was seeing the future is as bright as the promises of God. Amen. While others were murmuring and complaining, here comes Caleb and saying, and you know, he, we hear him say, you know, stop complaining. Stop murmuring. Stop doubting. Look into the future. Why? What, what is there of the future? The future is bright as the promises of God. We can do it. We can do it. The other ten saw in the natural, Caleb saw in the spirit. He had a vision of God. It was difficult. Yes, it wasn't easy. He saw all the obstacles on their way. But one day, and that day is now. It took 40 years in the wilderness plus five more years. 45 long years. Every day under his tent. He sings that song. I want that mountain. I want that mountain. At yung ganyang bagulbul sa mga tao. People were trying to 
but all people were trying to, to fight against Moses, murmur against God, and murmur against Moses. You know what he says? The Bible says this is the tenth time. God pronounced the judgment. You have been complaining for the ten, ten times. You know what he says? Oh, I am not hearing your complaints. I'm not hearing your doubts. I'm hearing it is one thing I have in mind. Implanted in my heart. Implanted in my mind. I want that mountain. I want that mountain. Yes. Yes. It was difficult ahead. It seemed so dark ahead. The future is full of challenges. But it came. Why? Because it all started with a vision. The vision of God. I know it is difficult. We have to pay great price to see those 500 churches. But I believe with the help of God, we are going to see. We are going to see. He was a man of vision. Number two, he was a man of faith. He was a man of faith. When you fix your attention on the obstacle rather than the objective, fear will try to eclipse your faith when you stop using your spiritual sight, which is fixed on God's word, and begin using the natural sight, which only sees what is in front of you, it is too easy just to focus on the difficulties and, and dangers and never reach the top level of your faith walk. You are not going to do it. You are not going to accomplish it. Look at those who, little by little, Suffered in the wilderness. They lived murmuring all the time. And one after another. The Bible says. Their carcasses. Their dead bodies. Slowly. Fell by the wilderness. But here comes a man. Who had that vision. And had that faith. To believe. Thank God. He had it. Caleb walked by faith. And faith sees the victory. Faith stops hearing the doubters and the negative people. Faith sees the victory. Amen. Faith brings a good report. Faith sees with the eyes of God. Faith sees that God will provide. When doubt and fear say, no, we, we can't. Faith says, yes, we can. With the help of God, we can. We can. We can. When thou says 200 penny worth of bread, it's not sufficient that these more than 20,000 people may take a little. Faith says God knows, Jesus knows what he was going to do. When doubt and fear was telling King Saul and his armies, hide for 40 days. The giant would come out and, and defy or challenge the children of Israel. And every time he comes out, they would hide. Why faith governs their heart. When faith says, Saul, hide. And the rest of the children of Israel, the soldier, hide. He's coming out, hide. Faith was telling a young man by the name of David. You can come out, David. You can face him. And please. Now, 
Now, the, the advice of God, faith has with David is this. Now, David, let, let me give you an advice. Do not look at his protective gears. Stop looking at his sword, big sword, and, and, and stop looking at his spear. Do not, do not look at his coat of, of mail. And do not look at his, uh, you know, combat shoes. Made of, made of brass, made of iron. Now, now, go towards him. Pick up those stones with your sling. Go towards him. And then, one more thing, David, please. Before you, 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 you attack that man, one more thing. Do not look at his, both his eyes. They may spray, you know, um, uh, you know they may look like spraying a fire on you, David. And said, what would I do? Remember that. Do not look. Do not consider his, his you know, protective gears. He's a champion. He's a proven man. Now do not look at his eyes, David. I want you to focus looking at the needs of those two eyes. Look at his forehead. Here, David, here. What do I need to see, David? Look, there's a big hole inside there. A small stone is sunk into his forehead. And as he comes to you, David, ayaw tanawa, ang dako niya kayo nga ulo. Ang dako niya mga mata. May, ngunit na dako, dako mata mo. Dibuli ko sa school ma, dako, dako mata mo. Hindi na ko mo iskwila ma. Kaya dili man anak, tulog na na. Kuha na itong yung mama sa tulog na na. Ha? Tulog na. Ma, dakudakong papa, dakudakong kaon ma. Dili man ma, pala gigamit. Nga nga. Nga nga na. Ayag tanawa tong dako niya mga mata. Ayag tanawa tong dako niya nga baba. He may intimidate you. Basi mungurog ka. Tanawa, tunga-tunga, sa doha, kabok niya mata. Look at his forehead. See a big hole there. See a stone thinking in his forehead. Mali comes. Ayaw sa tanawa nga doon ay dako kay nga ulo. Tanawa sa naglakaw ngawa na ulo because you are going to take off his head. That is faith. When doubt tells people you cannot, you cannot, faith says, I see victory. And that is exactly what this man had possessed. He was a man of faith. Secondly, thirdly, he was a man of perseverance. And then number four, he was a man of encouragement. Time is limited for me to go into the details of that. He was a man of loyalty. He supported Moses. He supported Joshua. As he was loyal to those, those who God has placed over him. Number six, he was a man of blessing. Yes, he did occupy that place. Ang pinakakadloka nila because of the giants. Mati pinakatambok. The most fertile area in the land. Imagine two people would carry a cluster of grapes. Did to gipahimutang si Si, si Caleb sa Ginoo, unsa kadako ang imong commitment 
unsa kadako ang imong pag-antos sa Ginoo ingana kalapad ang blessings ng butang sa Ginoo I always believe this ang Ginoo dili magpahimutang og blessings sa imong kinabuhi unless you fight for it Daghang mga tao karon nga maupay pagsugod kus sila ang puno ng langit That is not the God of the Bible That is not the God that I know in the Bible. Look at the, the years. Ang ginoo dili daling over, just, just a matter of overnight. You have everything you desire. No. It takes years. Because God is building your faith. God is building your trust. And once He occupied the place in chapter 15, And at the age of 85, he fought against those giants and yes, indeed, he has proven the Lord has provided him strength. And the first thing you find, nganong daghang dagko ang grapes, springs of water, pressed water was, were, were scattered around Hebron. And you know those times, you know what he did? Instead of saying, ako ni, You read chapter 15, he started giving away those springs. In the land where the springs are more valuable than the land itself. In a place where springs are considered gold, he gave it. God made him a blessing. God made him, God blessed him to be a blessing to other people. And that is what we are made of. Church, we are here to be a blessing. We are here to, to be a blessing. And time will not permit me. Chapter 15, verse 15, verse 15. One thing that I see about this man, Caleb. He was, Caleb went up. He, he loves to go up to the next level. He was, he, he was a um, It was his main attitude. And I would like to say that he was a man of altitude. He was a man of altitude. You know, he was, he loves going up. Going up, seeing himself. Who says? The Bible says he went up, began to fight, and began to experience victory. He was not going down, but he was going up. And I can almost hear that man singing the higher ground. As he goes up and wins his battles, I can hear him say, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet. On higher ground. Sing the chorus with me. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, lift, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Amen. Amen. My heart has no desire to stay. Caleb, 
Why don't you stay with us? Lo, tiguan ka na. Why tiguan ka na? Stay, stay here. You don't need to continue fighting. You're 85 years old. Now stay with us. And as he looks around, he sees these people. Each one of them are the doubters. And he would continue singing. My, said, my heart has no desire to stay. Where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though some may dwell where these abound. My prayer, my aim is higher ground. Amen. I don't want to stay with you. here with you. I want to take the next step higher and higher. Lord, pick me up and let me stand. Yes, thank God for that. Do you feel you are retired? Or tired? Do you feel you're, it's time for you to seek your comfort zone and stop fighting? Anyhow, this is the pandemic time. No, there is still fight for us. We need to go out and fight by the grace of God. Caleb was not contented with the average place. He knew he had to pay the price, yes. While the rest live with, 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 with fear, Caleb focused on God and his promises. He knew that God and promises were much high and bigger than any of those giants and those walls. My God. My God. Throughout his 40 year number two experience, Caleb had kept that right spirit. Not only today, not only yesterday, not only staying for a few days, a few months, but all throughout. He was able to keep. He had kept that right spirit or attitude. And one thing Caleb had learned in the reality now is the reality that in serving the Lord, in serving the Lord, sweeter as the years go by. Forty years plus five years. Forty years hearing all the murmurings and all the complaints of the people. You know, they, they can easily contaminate you. But this man, instead of getting discouraged because people have lost their faith, he, he would continue saying, Sweeter as the years, Go by. Caleb, look at us. Sweeter as the years go by. Sweeter as the years go by. Richer, fuller, deeper. Jesus' love is sweeter. Sweeter as the years. Go by. This one thing I had learned. That in serving the Lord. Through the years. Sweeter. As the years. Go by. But the rest of their. Songs. Their so The rest of the people. Their songs became sorrow. 
Their songs turned into sadness. Their moments of praise became murmurings and complaints. Their walking became wandering, endlessly wandering. What are the secrets of Caleb in keeping on and up? Keeping an up and up. Keeping on an up and up. Skip or attitude. Number one, he was not defeated. He refused to be discouraged by what others thought of him. I, I cannot imagine how many people have criticized Caleb and Joshua. This is the majority. Who are you, by the way, Caleb? Here comes the majority, ten of them, and these are princes. We better believe on these princes. We cannot go. And I, I do not, I do not know how many times, pamahaw, historian si Caleb, panyodko si Caleb, merienda si Caleb, day by day. But Caleb refused. He survived it because he refused to be defeated by what others had taught him. Yes. Bible scholars named Caleb. The name says the name Caleb means dog. You know, I, I, I like to think that he's a pit bull, actually. The truth is that Caleb was not, of the, even though he was of the tribe of Judah, but he was from a clan in Judah that had had a lower culture and, and a poor reputation. He was the, his father was named Jephne, the Kenesite, meaning this was a wild clan and uh, that that lived as much amongst the Edomites as the Hebrews. They were they were they were not a well thought of group of people. The point is this. Caleb was not probably the best educated, nor was he the most cultured man, nor did he come from a royal uh, folk. But one thing is sure, he did have a heart for God. He had a heart for God. There were no hindrances, circumstances, or his family history. None of those can stop him from being all that he could be for God. He refused to be hindered by the people's mind. Caleb number two refused to be influenced by the negative majority. Number three, Caleb remained steadfast throughout his lifetime. The rest of the people had their faith little by little wavered. Slowly diminishing until the day of their death. The life of faith only wasted in the wilderness. Caleb lived all those years. We have to remember he was living with them. Suffering, hardship, and trials as those disobeyed God. Yet his zeal to serve God never lost. Never lost its peril. He was always on the go for God. You see, we are living, friends, Christian friends, we're living 
in days where we are surrounded with so many circumstances that easily make make us lose the intense and the passionate desire in serving God. Our love for souls, our love to see the work extended. You know what we need to learn this morning? We need to learn from the steadfastness of this man, Caleb. Many today have lost the fire, their fire of serving God. God told the church at Ephesus, you know, you have, you have good on this, and you're good on that. You're good on this, and you're good on that. But there is something I'd like to say to you. You have intentionally, you have left the first love. It, was, it wasn't something that you forgot unintentionally, but you did it intentionally. You have left your first love. You have left your first love. Through the years, two or three million people that originally came out of Egypt, one by one, have lost their farewell for God. They have lost their interest for God. They have lost their heart for God. But this man would say, sweeter, as the years go by. Are you seeing your faith little by little diminishing? We bring down. That the grace of God learned from the steadfastness of this man. Number of Caleb did not let obstacles keep him from the fight. And ultimately from victory. He did, you know what he did? He organized his family. And uh, to fight the enemy. And, uh, and then take the mountain. Those walls cities, And overcame. They ultimately overcame the giants. The giants. You see, there's one thing we need to learn. Everything in life worth accomplishing has obstacles. Remember that. Has obstacles. When you are young in the ministry, you look at uh, in a matter of months and days, I can, I can run my attendance to thousands. Wait a minute. Remember, God will not easily give you something. Wait. You have to fight for it. Patuloy sa nagdugo. Patuloy nagdagang luha. Risk your life first. And after 40 years, kumusta on taka? If you are still there. If you are still there. Everything in life that is worth accomplishing has obstacles. Friend, keep your heart on fire for God. Amen. Let Caleb's influence, his faith, his commitment, rekindle the fire. Keep your heart on fire for God. What others see as obstacles, God can make it, turn it opportunities for Him to work through us. One final description I can ascribe to Caleb. Caleb was an overcomer. There are trials and there are difficulties overcome. Overcome them. 
Do not say no. Never say no. Never say die. Overcome it. Overcome it. Remember, individually, let me speak to you today. God has some great and wonderful things in store for your life. Do you believe that? Every one of us should take this challenge. God has some wonderful things ahead of you. Whatever job you have in life, whatever position you have in life today, if you are a child of God, God has some wonderful things planned for you ahead. God isn't done yet with you. God loves to continue working with you. Do not stop at some level of your life. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going for God. Number two, God is not going to tell you what the plans are all at once so that he might, you and I might walk by faith, trusting him to lead us step by step. God will not reveal it all at once, little by little. Just follow God. Just follow God. God has been preparing all your life for what he wants you to do now. All 40 year period was a test for Caleb to do what God wants him to do. Now, Caleb was the, was the perfect one to lead the, the people into the promised land. He knew the challenges he knew the land. He had been there. He knew it more than, more, more than the, you know, he, he believed that God would give him the strength to win the victory. And everything that happens to him for 40 years in the wilderness has prepared for the victory now, even greater opportunity now, now, and now. Walay daulims sa trabaho si Dili pwedeng adawat ka lang limpyo. Work first. Risk your life first. Risk your life first. Do it. Do it. Keep on fighting. Do it. You will have the victory. You will have the victory. You will have the victory. Continue to follow God faithfully. And He will bless you. Far beyond imagination. Galatians 6 verse 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint now. Lastly, there are a few things that I'd like to say that we must closely observe if we want the blessing of God in our lives. Number one, keep yourself hungry for God. If I have to ask Mr. Caleb, what is the real secret inside of you, Mr. Caleb, that made you survive it all? You have seen those 600,000 men perished in the wilderness. What is the secret? I want to learn from you. We want to learn it from you. Mr. Caleb, we're, we're, we're listening to you. Please say it. What are the secrets that kept you, that have kept you survive it all? Mr. Caleb would say, keep yourself Hungry for God. Keep that hunger for God. 
continually long for the presence of God. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And being made conformable unto his death. David was in the wilderness of Judah when he said, Lord, I long. Psalm 63 verse 1 to verse number 3. Hunger for his word. Hunger for his presence. Hunger for his power. Hunger for his blessings. Remember, nothing in this world can take the place of God in your life. Hunger for God. The devil is lying to you. When he's telling you, when he's telling you, your life is all right now. Anyhow, you have your education finished. Anyhow, you have your children growing well. Anyhow, you have your job. Anyhow, you have your business. Anyhow, you have this. Your life is okay now. Your life is all right now. The devil is lying to you. Because nothing in this world can take the place of God in your life. God. Keep hungering for God. That's the reason. The more you acquire those things, the more burdens they would add to your life. What please you is hunger for God. The number two he says, no matter what happens, always stay faithful to God. Make a close look. Wherever God goes, go. Follow God. Following God holy. Keep a, a uh, wise distance between you and God. Ayaw, ipalayo ang ginawa. I was in Turil a few weeks ago. Kumar, ano taglutin ni Mumar? Ikaw una, kinakamotor ka. Kapag ito mamil si Asa na magkos Jumar? Tuwa ala sa layo. No? Can you follow God? Pag masibat ganyan ginoo, dagan, sunda ang ginoo. Follow God. There's a way to conquer fear. There's a way to conquer fear. Follow. Follow. Always be faithful. Stay faithful. And then stay focused on your commitment to God. Six times in the Bible, Caleb said, Be holy, follow the Lord. What does it mean? It means to serve God. It means to serve God completely, constantly. And lastly, my wise advice to you from Caleb, and Caleb would say, In serving the Lord, remember this. Whatever the devil is trying to tell you, remember this one thing. There are no regrets in serving God. There are great trials. There are testings along the way. But in the end, there are no regrets in serving God. There are no regrets in serving God. After you have spent all your life, all your energy, all your time on earth, you look back and there's one thing you will never regret. That is serving God. Greatest blessing in life starts with Jesus. Accept Jesus Christ into your heart and you will be saved. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God tonight, this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Several men.